something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. KFI Handel here, and I want to introduce you to just one fascinating character, Basil Baz, who uh, has a nonprofit we're going to talk about in a minute, the Association for Recovery of Children. Uh, former CIA Intelligence Special Operations Group Officer, a graduate of Citadel. I have a guy who works for me, graduate of Citadel. Right. Uh, yep. Uh, intelligence commendation medal, former counterterrorism officer in the U.S. Marine Corps. I mean, on and on and on. Uh, so Basil and I were just uh, talking about some of his stories uh, because uh, I, I had asked you, not only are you involved with the nonprofit, but you also speak and uh, you also, uh, you're a life coach. I am. I have a life coach business, lifecoachboz.com. Exactly. We do a lot of trauma clearing. Uh, what does that mean? Um, you know, the big word PTSD now, yes. it's a huge thing, but it, it all finally falls in that category of trauma. And so a lot of people throughout their life have traumatic events that occur, hold on to it. Um, it gets lodged in their body. It gets lodged in their brain. And of course they go to a therapist. They may go to a psychologist. Interesting enough is we developed a trauma clearing method that is giving us a hundred percent success rate. And I took a little bit of what I learned in the CIA. I took a little bit of what I learned from a guy named Rick Lombard, who believed he was divinely inspired to really think how the body really works. And Was he? I think he was. Okay. I think he was, actually. And, uh, and so we began using this trauma clearing method. And uh, I'm clearing people's trauma in 24 hours. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, and it works, and it, you know, it's solid. So that has become... Uh, it has become a great demand. And a big part of your life now, I would assume. It has become a big part of my life. And, and, you know, with our nonprofit, of course, that's all donations. So in order to pay your bills, you have to do other things. So, yeah, let's talk about one of the other things, uh, the part. And we'll get to the nonprofit. Uh, the, uh, uh, what you do is uh, you still go out and do the CIA-ish kind of stuff. You're telling me that you actually are involved in, what, bringing people out of countries, guarding people, uh uh, involved with uh, recovery of uh, people that are politically held overseas. Tell me a little bit about that. We do. Um, and I say we because there's always a team that accompanies me of former special operations guys. And you uh, put these teams together. We do. We're we're kind of a brotherhood. We've it's been like around a, since. It's like a, mo- a movie. It's like I a have movie. A, I have a job before you go. I need my team, my criminal team. And one guy's going to be the safe cracker. One guy's going to be the the, uh, the encryptor. That's fascinating. We kind of had those guys, yeah. Um, you know, some time ago, uh, when I got out of the agency, I became part of a really kind of an elite group of gentlemen, and they're known as life guarantors. And life guarantors are basically people that you call upon when you think your life is in danger. So um, oftentimes, uh, when people get jammed up in another country and they need to be extracted, they'll call their insurance company or they'll reach out to us. We're talking about a ransom demand, I assume. Well, it can be K&R. It can just be the country's going upside down and we can't get our airplane out of here and we can't get our executives out of here. We need help. So I'll assemble what we call tier one operators. These are a lot of guys that were in downrange in Afghanistan. And I mean, all the way back to Iran-Contra, actually. You know, some of the old guys are really good. They're slower, but they're really smart. And uh, what we'll basically do is go in and clean up 
the mess that they got themselves in and get them out and get them back home safe. So when you talk about extracting, extracting, are we talking about literally what we see in the movies? Depends on what movie you watch. You know, some movies are really bad. We're pretty clean yeah. with what we do. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what quite what that means. Uh, do you, put, you know, yeah, they're in, let's say. Uh, give me an example. All right, let's say you go do a radio show in Kinshasa in the Congo. And uh, you say, Boz, should I go here? And I go, you know, Bill, I don't think you should go there. But you go anyway. You go there. All of a sudden, someone takes your passport. Uh, they go, you're kind of like institutionally kidnapped. Um, you give me a call and you go, I can't get out. I don't know why I can't get out, but it's not looking good. They took all my money. Now they want my bank account, blah, 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 help. So we'll put a team together and we probably already geolocated you or something like that. And we'll bring a team in and very quietly get you back out. So how do you do that? I mean, you need paperwork to get in. You have to, I'm assuming you go in legally or, or do you sneak mm. over borders? Well, we always go in legally and going in legally doesn't mean you have to let everybody know why you're there. So you go in as a tourist, perhaps. I mean, there's other ways of going in. Right, but how, do you but get, in this how case, would you get someone out who doesn't have paperwork, doesn't have passports? Um, if so, legally, you're, so illegally, your passport has been taken. You're right, an American citizen. It. We need to get you out. So we'd probably just uh, we'd probably make contact with you, and we'd fly a private plane okay. in and load you on the plane and get you out. Okay. Or we might drive you across the border, or we might have contacts in the Congo that assist with that extraction. It's fascinating. And by the way, when you're talking about the old guys, uh, you're still pretty good. You're no youngster yourself. No, I'm 61, but I'm still downrange and doing it. You know, hey, and you look good for 61. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's a compliment. You you have a a lot of hair, which is very depressing for people like me, (laughs) uh, that you wear in a ponytail. And you're obviously in very good shape. You know, Uh, I I assume you work pretty hard at it. I do, and I think a lot of that comes from uh, the whole special operations community uh, and, and that culture. I, I don't know very many special operations guys that even in their later years aren't in great shape. Um, former Sergeant Major of Delta Force, Ron Franklin, who was also in special operations in the CIA. Ron's probably now 87 maybe. He could probably still outrun me and probably outswim me now. And he's got me by 20 years. It's incredible. I just think it's part of the culture. All right, here's what we're going to do. I want to take a break and come back and talk about uh, your nonprofit. And it's not your normal nonprofit that feeds people and gives milk to kids overseas. I mean, this is serious stuff. It's ARC, uh, the Association for the Recovery of Children. I'll be right back with Basil Boz, KFI. Okay. Still here, and we're back. Basil Baz, the founder and president of this organization, ARC, Association for the Recovery of Children. And uh, Basil, former CIA agent, uh, intelligence, special operations, basically a Delta Force kind of guy, right? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> You're so funny. I like to talk about it, but I have to kill you, Bill. That, sort of, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, U.S. Marine Corps. And then you, U.S. Marines. Right. And then into uh, the CIA. Got recruited by the CIA. 1985, out of the Marine Corps as a counterterrorism officer. Found myself in special operations, stayed there for 10 more years amongst legends, people that had just kind of disappeared. You didn't know where they went, but you knew their track records. You had heard about what the great things they had done while they were in the military, while they were in special operations, and they all kind of got sucked into the black hole of CIA special operations. And you knew who all of them were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I and got to know them better. I knew them by their reputation. It was like so. When you meet one of these legends, you I bow down in front of yeah, them. Yeah, you ask for like, autographs and things. Kiss their feet. Yeah, no, you know, I get it. Okay. All right, let's talk about your organization, ARC. Uh, tell me about this. Uh, the Association for the Recovery of Children was formed in 1993. It's, an, it's a nonprofit organization of former intelligence, military, and law enforcement officers who are dedicated to the safe recovery of missing and exploited American children, generally and, and now mostly with children that are being trafficked, uh, mostly American children. We've dealt with other other children as well. It was formed in 1993 during an event that changed my life uh, in Mogadishu, Somalia. You remember the movie Black Hawk Down? Oh, of course. So prior to that event happening, there were two or three CIA teams that went in, as they always do, uh, sort of two-man teams ahead of everybody else. Assess the situation, collect intel, reopen things, you know, let everybody know the door can be open. Went there. Was there attached with uh, a team of center spike, which are communicators, kind of Delta Force guys. And it was during that time there that we discovered uh, two children who were the abandoned children of either an American or an Italian engineer. They were dressed in blue jeans, little green T-shirts, hiding underneath some debris, looked really out of place. We rescued them, got them to a, a safe house there. And when I came back to the United States... It just kind of weighed on my my heart. It was like, wait a minute, what happens to kids around the world? But what's happening to kids in America? I started checking it at that time in 1993. There were about, according to the FBI, there were about 250,000 missing in the United States. And when I said, what do you mean missing? And they said, well, we don't really know. Some are runaways, some go into trafficking, some go all over the place. And it was from that point on that I formed the Association for the Recovery of Children and more special operations guys saw what we were doing and decided to come on board and volunteer, as we all do with no, no salary for this, um, to just simply do what we do best, which is save lives. So do you extract kids? Uh, we do. Rescue children that we are do. trafficked? We do. It, so who hires you to do that? How do you get the information? Is it parents, uh, schools? Uh, who right. gives you that no, stuff? No, um, Bill, no one hires us per se. Oh, oh, who asks you yeah. to do Li- this? Literally every day. We're so well known now that we get phone calls every single day. This kid is missing. It can be from non-custodial parentals. It can be custodial parentals. It can be uh, FBI that says, we can't go down. We know there's a kid missing that's down in Costa Rica, but the cartel is down in that area, and we don't really want to deal with it. Would you like to go deal with it? or the police that we have a great relationship with, or the L.A. Sheriff's Department. I mean, it's just, it's it's unlimited. So how do you, if you're getting calls every day, obviously you have to choose. There has to be a triage method that you use. What's the basis of you choosing which kid you're going to go after? I look at the case um, that's presented. I, um, I first pray about it, see if that's, if God's in it, so to speak, because believe it or not, as good as we are, we're not that good. Okay. You got to always have some miracles happening. And two, I look to see if I believe that the kid is even alive okay. again. And three, we look at our budget. And if we have a budget to go get the kid, then, then we'll pretty much run the operation. And it can go anywhere, anywhere around the United States to even right here in Compton, L.A., whatever it may be. We get a lot of calls around this area that there's a 12 or 13-year-old girl that's being prostituted. And she might be at this location. You know, her mother. Okay, so be. I would think that's fairly easy operationally if someone is local. Now, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of going overseas, right. I mean, that's money. I mean, there's no way that that is not going to cost. 
It does cost. It costs us to get on an airplane. It costs to basically eat. It costs right. us to move around the country. To and you can't bring weaponry in. No, we don't take weapons with us at all. If we were to do an operation, let's say in Libya or Syria, and we knew it was a dangerous area and we're going to be downrange, that might be a little bit different story. But we haven't taken any weapons with us in the last. Okay, and when you say that might be a different story, uh, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Let's say State Department calls us up and says, you know what, there's an orphanage full of kids, and we know that there's five American kids that somehow have been trafficked all the way, and they're stuck in Libya. We want you guys to go in and get them out. And then you use your then skill level. Then we would level. be sanctioned to carry. Then you, you okay. We'd be sanctioned to carry. Weapons. You know, this just uh, this is such fascinating stuff. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, I, I can't do two hours on this, although I love to battle. So uh, there's a website where people can help you, I'm assuming. There is, yeah, www.recoveryofchildren.org. And um, as I mentioned before, um, no one on our staff gets a salary. Uh, it's all donations. I think one of the goals for us now is to find those big donors that have sustainable funding so that we can have such a large amount we can turn it over to money advisors and say, here, let this money make money for us and tell us every month. What's your annual budget? Or how much would you do you think you need? Let me put it that way to do a, the job you want to do. For the rest of our existence? Yeah, per mean? year. Oh, per year? Yeah. I think if we had $3 million per year. Okay, so this is big money you're asking for. Well, there's a lot of kids missing. I got it. A lot, that's true. A lot of kids. All right, so that's uh, recoveryofchildren.org. Dot org. All right, Basil, it's a great story. I mean, you're a movie. Uh, I'm <laughs> Thank you, literally, I'm surprised that no one has optioned your story. Uh, that's recoveryofchildren.org, and we'll have all the information on our website, too, and uh, there'll be a link. Basil, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Love the story. You're doing great work, obviously. This is KFI AM 640. General